0: Oh, you ruined the joke. <laughs> what? You've I'm already, already ruined, ruined my. I, get, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God,
1: I don't you, know what I did wrong.
0: Oh no, don't <laughs> we don't we can't we can't film them? Then I won't know.
1: <laughs> but we hear the clap.
0: Why do you think they're clapping? Shit, the you're right. Oh
1: crap, sorry. <laughs> Family friendly. mic. Here, here. This I'll is clap not what I audience, do. Someone in the audience, clap for me.
0: That's awesome. That'll <laughs> work. Yeah. And see, it. right. And then uh, now for the uh, serious portion of the night. I'm
2: just, we don't do anything for you. <laughs> Let's say, what are you on?
0: I- <laughs> Guardians, can we get this one ejected from the audience, please? <laughs> I don't need the sarcasm right now. But <laughs> you want to kick this thing off, Mr. Moderator?
2: Mr. Me? Hello, I thank you for throwing that out instead of arty shots. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. Can you speak English for me, please?
2: Shut up. I'm sp- <laughs> I believe it's called American. We're three seconds in.
0: <laughs>
2: this always happens.
0: Yeah, why, why are you like this? Because I love you, baby doll. <laughs> the-
1: what happened to Family friends? <laughs> I ship. I I ship if, this if so hard right now. <laughs> How did we get to this? It's wholesome content. You absolutely content. should. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah.
0: It's wholesome. I content. accept this. <laughs>
2: yes, I'm Liam. I am a streamer. I'm part of the Bottom Shelf family of podcasters and YouTube phenomenon. And no one actually cares. It's fine.
0: I care. Womp! <laughs> and now we have... Is it, my, is it my turn? Yeah, it's you. Hi. Ken Wizzle. My name is Ken Wei. Uh, I'm also from the uh, YouTube channel Bottom Shelf and I run all of our podcasts and stuff.
1: <laughs> also, there was supposed to be a guy named David here, but I haven't seen him. Oh, yeah, so I'm David, also known as <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Also known as Portal 64, or the Vital cast Guy, because that's my podcast, and that's been an on-running joke ever since the panel. So Oh I thought your name was Jean. Jean Arc. That's who I'm cosplaying. Yeah. <laughs> um, a- anyone who's seen Ruby in here? Okay, okay, good. So I'm not looking weird to the audience. No, I, I'm, I'm just he's making sure they before. at least had some context to why I'm in a dress. <laughs> okay.
0: Out of the three of us, he's the one who's done this before. <laughs> that's fair. Twice. I mean, yeah. so here's the thing, right? What, uh, what you've all just experienced is essentially a podcast, right? It's three people talking to each other about N- something. Nonsense, nonsense. often making fun of each other. Yes. If you're if that, if in our friend group. Yeah,
2: 100%.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's Shut true. up. <laughs> <laughs> and that is if you're live streaming and you have the chat just bickering at you.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> that one in particular. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the Ban hammer real hard. So hey, what are we doing? now? I think you had the list. I, I do the have the list. list. There's a list. I yeah. saw a list at one point. I think I
1: signed the list. You I don't have it. the list. Wait, Mr. what the Bob, hell did you yeah, sign? Yeah, I one. Did, was I not supposed <laughs> to sign a list? There was no signature on that. <laughs> I, I didn't sign anything. How many of
0: you out here actually have or want to start a podcast? Anyone? Okay, that's everybody why your... here, Ken oh, wow. yeah, put, put your hands down. I want you to audibly tell me if you have a podcast. How many of you out here either have or want to start a podcast? Yeah. There we go. Energy, man. That's, that's why, why they're here. here. Yeah. Right. Well, look, <laughs> maybe they were outside,
1: saw the pretty boy in a dress, I mean that's wanted to come inside, right? Yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't? I, I'm trying to act flamboyant for those who are just listening, not seeing a video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about how to start your podcast, produce
2: it, and also monetize it, which is, I assume, the big question for all people. It's very daunting for a lot of
0: people. It's hard. It really is. It's gotten easier, but it's, it's still it's real hard. But we could start from basics. It's a family friendly <laughs> channel. No jokes on that one. I thought that was the joke. (laughs) I had to try real hot that. So anyway, we had a checklist. Do we want to go down it? Do we want to riff? What's the the goal? Riff it. Great. Riff. So uh, how do you start a podcast? Well, you find people, or I guess you don't, there's people who do it by themselves. Do you have guests in your podcast usually?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I ideally have a guest or I have a, air quotes, dedicated co-host that you know, in case I don't have a guest that I have someone to talk to. Uh, I have run, like, one episode where most of it was me by myself, and then the co-host showed up halfway in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, I'm late, guys. Do you podcast okay. with us, usually? Is that- uh, yeah. <laughs> Might as well, right? Is <laughs> <Was> it Alex? <laughs>
0: Garbage truck on fire. Yeah. Um, so tell us, t- here, let's do this. Tell us okay. about Vitalcast. Okay. And, so like, how often, how, how often comes out, what you guys talk about, yada, yada.
1: Oh, man, you're... You just remind me of something I meant to say in my last panel, and I didn't Ooh. say it. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Just so, say it now. They'll all hear it. Okay. So Vitalcast is a Ruby-themed podcast, So we talk about Ruby. The best time to run a Ruby podcast is when Ruby is airing, or at least some form of it, like Ruby Chibi. Uh, for the last couple months, we've been off and on doing an episode. It's like, okay, do we have enough stuff about Ruby to talk about, or if we have a new Guest or Ruby tuber on YouTube that were like, hey, they just caught up with the show. Let's talk to them, or sure. they're still in the show. Let's talk to them. But for the most part, we'll run every Friday, which is the day before the next episode comes out. Uh, so most people will be caught up with the recent episode, and we don't spoil them.
0: So what do you, so you guys typically take breaks then in the off season when there is no Ruby yeah. happening at all?
1: Yeah, I, I meant to say in the panel, like, hey guys, uh, this is pretty much the last Vital Cast until Volume Seven's about to come out. So. Yeah, we're on break. Well, oh it's God, a couple forgot. months. It's a few months out, though. Yeah, right? it's a yeah. few months out. Very cool. At least. Uh, so, as far
0: as Bottom Shelf goes, we do a podcast, I guess, technically every week now. Yeah. Uh, it was two. We have, we have two shows now. Uh, one of them, which is the one that very much resembles what we're doing up here, which is talking about nonsense for and uh, roughly is education,
2: Kenway, not nonsense.
0: Not leading up to now. It was, <laughs> it was education. Uh, they come out every other week. And I think that having a schedule of some kind is really important. Uh, people want to know when they can expect to see the next episode of your show. Seems so like David was just saying when the, the show is in or when Ruby is running, they come out every Friday before the next episode. And being people being able to know like the episode comes out on Friday, like you have your, your podcast set or podcast app set to auto-download, you know when to go refresh it and check for it and listen to it. Uh, there's a lot of the ones I listen to. I have like I have routines where I know like on Tuesday afternoon at work I'm gonna do this specific thing because the Adventure Zone comes out and I want to listen, be able to listen to that the second it comes out because the story is really good, and I can't wait any longer.
2: It's like your favorite TV show, isn't it? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like schedule is super important, whether it's any, any sort of content. It's, you, need to know, you need to let people know when you're going to release something, when you're going live, when you're doing something, because if they don't know, how, how are they going to turn
0: up? Yeah, how do they, how do they show it, up?
2: And if it's not regular, then it's just going to confuse them. It's like, oh, it comes out Friday this week, but it's coming out Wednesday. And, it's, it,
0: it and Let me tell be, you.
2: Consistency is absolutely key.
0: Think very, very carefully about choosing every other week as a release date for your podcast, because we've been doing it for a little over two years, and people still ask when it's coming out because they just can't quite get the rhythm right. Uh, weekly shows seem to be really good if you can pull if you have the amount of time to do it and pull it off. But I mean, people still turn up as long as they know when to show up. Yeah. Like, same day, same time. Dope.
2: Yeah.
0: Well
2: <laughs> But the thing is with with the with starting, you need to know. Needs to do your research. You need to know what you're going to talk about, who you're going to have on, what's the theme of your podcast, what's the motive behind it, why are you doing it, right? Because and
1: also, just, what kind of like vibes, yeah, and mood you want with it too? Because that's kind of important.
0: Yeah, and then that's that's something I think is really cool about your show is that you guys have like there is a thing that you are basing your discussion around, and so yeah. like uh, not saying that that's easier, but you have like when everyone watches the new episode of Ruby, right? You have an outline yeah. of like. Here's all this stuff that we know that we can talk about now, and everyone's kind of immediately on the same page, Yeah, which is super nice.
1: It's super nice, except for when you're like, hey, how about this thing that I plan to talk about for 10 minutes, and then they're like, two sentences. You're like, thanks, we got an hour to fill. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that or, I mean,
0: and that's just part of I think learning to kind of move with the flow, go on with things, is sometimes you'll be like, man, this really big thing happened, and I want to talk about it for like half the show. And then 10 minutes in, you're out of things to say. And you go, I don't know what to fill the next 60 minutes with because this is supposed to be you know, an hour and 15-minute show. Or you say, well, there's like this one really big thing that I want to talk about, but we have a couple small things first. And then the small things take up 50 minutes. And you go, well, I don't have time for the topic of the show now. It happens, and it's totally normal. If, if uh, you ever watch any episode of our show, they never go the, the way that we planned them to. tangent too. massively. It is tangent city all day, every day. But that's okay, right? If that's if uh, the vibe that you like and it's what you want to do, there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm a, big, I'm a big believer in creating the type of content that you want to create. Because if it's something that you like and that you enjoy, chances are there are more people out there in the world that will also like and enjoy that same thing. And then you like what you're doing. Yeah. right? And you to
2: put more effort into something you really, really are passionate about.
0: Yeah. And that's like, if you, if you really love what you're doing, love what you're talking about, you love the process of making the show, and there's no hang-ups, it's a lot easier when it's Thursday night at 4 o'clock in the morning and you just recorded the episode that's an hour and a half long that's supposed to come out at Friday morning at 10 a.m. to stay up and finish editing that podcast instead of saying, screw it, it can come out next week. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
2: Yeah. That was fun. (laughs) We Um, do that a lot.
1: Yeah. Do you guys have a lot of your audience interact with your content and like help fill in the gaps for you to run out of stuff to talk about?
0: Uh, So we used to do our podcast live on Twitch Mm -hmm. every single week. And the dynamic for that is very different, for sure. And for us, like we understand most of our podcast audience listens via the podcast apps. So they have us on either iTunes, Pocket Casts, any of those kind of things. And So we always tried to tailor our show more to that crowd, even when we were doing stuff live. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, any of us saying something then the live chat, jumping in and having some kind of opinion to, to interject into that will always inevitably change the pace of the show. And that can be either good or bad, depending on what you want to do.
1: Yeah. Uh, for me, if we ever like run out of stuff to say, like if we had our bucket list of stuff to say and we went through it a lot faster than we wanted to, that's usually when I would turn to the live chat. I'm like, oh hey, so and so one two three said this. That's an interesting point. And then sometimes that's what we go off on like twenty yeah. minute tangents from. Sure,
0: yeah. yeah. And we do. We have a couple a couple segments that we've kind of unofficially shoved into our show from time to time that I try to like uh, proactively solicit things from people who listen to our show. Uh, because I think it's fun, right? Yeah. It's it's more fun for, like, the unexpected of I don't know what they're going to say, and then uh, I try to keep those things secret from the other guys in the show, too, so that, like, when we, when we get something from the audience, we can all kind of experience it together at the same yeah. time, and then what you get is a more genuine reaction. Uh, also, not for everyone, right? Sometimes, like, you know, you, you need to have everything planned out to the T and everyone needs yeah. to know what's going on and have time to research. It really depends on the type of show that you're doing. Absolutely. Like if
2: you're doing a news podcast, for example, right.
0: like you can do more like, research ahead of time. Like, or even, even just comparing the podcasts that we do here, uh, David Show like they have, you know, a new episode of Ruby comes out, they all have to watch that episode or else they don't yeah. they don't know what to talk about, versus the bottom shelf podcast where we just show up and hope that the next forty five minutes of our life goes really well. Unless we have some top, some topics,
2: well, Gamecast is spe- specifically. Oh yeah, Words are games,
0: hard. So we also do a video game podcast every other week on the opposite of our main show, and that one's a lot easier to fill content for because there is always things Segments. happening in the video games news, right? I mean, we can't seem to go a week without some huge AAA game being an utter disappointment and a waste of money. Yeah, pretty much. <coughs> Anthem. <laughs> uh,
1: too soon?
2: Or?
0: I think they've had their time. I oh, don't yeah. think it's too soon anymore. No, no. <laughs>
2: Nah, but it's one of those things where it's just you get the rhythm going and you get the topics going, you get that research down. And like you said, if you enjoy it, you'll absolutely, absolutely nail it because at the end of the day, you've got to post it out there, you've got to produce it, and feel like that leads beautifully onto these things with uh, the very technical side of podcasts because bad audio is a thing and it hurts my soul.
0: I mean, so... (laughs) Yeah, same. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have traveled all the way across the country with our entire podcast rig today if I wasn't concerned about being able to later than release this to our, <laughs> to our own community. Yeah. Um, I think that's actually one of the things that there are two very strong camps for on either side. So, talking about as far as like gear production value, the whole thing, uh, there's a lot of people out there that will say, like, just go make the thing. And I'm, ve- I'm, I'm really big on this. Like yeah. If you want to do a thing, do no it. one's stopping you from you. Go, go do it. However, there are going to be drawbacks if you don't take the time to like, try to learn something about how audio or video works, invest in the gear to do it. Uh, and it's not nearly as scary or expensive as anyone thought or as, as a lot of people think. Right now, we're recording up here with probably roughly $4,000 worth of audio gear.
1: Holy – okay. <laughs> don't break <laughs> anything.
0: But you don't, you don't have to – I mean, you can start recording with a $50 microphone that you, you find on – like, uh, you know, Sweetwater, mm. Amazon, anything that you my got. like $300. I, yeah.
1: I started on a Blue Snowflake, which is a $20 microphone. Yeah. And that and even, sound
0: quality was good. Even yeah, even that kind of a starting point will put you immensely ahead of, like, recording into your phone or onto your laptop. Mm. Uh, and I'm I'm very, very, like, I honestly cannot listen to shows that have bad audio quality. And a big part of that is because I listened to all my podcasts in the car. And if there's background noise and everything else all going on and I can't understand what you're saying, why would I listen to your show? And there's like huge podcasts out there that have a huge budget that still have this issue and it boggles my mind. Like it, like you said,
2: doesn't take a lot. It's, it took what? 10 minutes of research for me to find a mixer for the, for yeah. the microphone, get it easy. Yeah. It's not as, like, not as daunting. It's, Definitely worth investing in that that small, uh, small amount really, and you don't need like you said yeah there's
0: four thousand dollars but yeah like well, our our expensive is stupid setup yeah, and no yeah. one needs to do that right yeah away. It's absolutely ridiculous yeah. <laughs> I I, I,
1: it's I would I'm on the end of like hey like get away with as cheap as you possibly can yeah, for as long yeah. as you can because I on my setup other than like the PC that I'm recording stuff on I'm on like a ninety dollar microphone but could honestly still be getting away on that twenty dollar yeah. Yeah. snowflake for sure. Uh, there there are free programs like in OBS and stuff that you could put in your own, like... Uh, like noise I, gates you, and You could put in your gauges and all that to yeah. avoid peaking. And, like, there's, there's ways to improve your audio for free or super cheap. And I highly encourage that yeah. before you invest in Knowledge more equipment. Yeah, and even something...
0: Uh, I'm going to stop talking into the microphone real quick. This guy right here. This is a uh, Shure SM58. This thing's 100 bucks, and this thing will never break. You will buy this microphone, and you could spend the entirety of the next, like, two years of your life throwing it against the wall when you get angry because no one's listening to your podcast. Hi, hello. And uh oh, you, you can do that, and this thing will never fail you. And if it does, you'll have realized it's because you threw it in the wall 76 times and that you probably had that one coming. <laughs> um, and it's not the greatest microphone in the world, but it sounds... Fine. I mean, even, even in a panel room like this with six-inch speakers 50 feet above your head, it works, right? And this uh, this microphone is super easy to work with, and if with, you take an hour, maybe two hours, watching YouTube videos on how to mix voice audio using a lot of free sol- software solutions out there, you can go from having a phone conversation to, like, a really well-produced, good-sounding show.
2: 100%.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, it's...
2: It's one of the things. There's a gap, like so. You spend up to like, say, hundred dollars for like this microphone. Like you could spend thousands more. The quality will not change that much. Yeah. Like there's, it changes quite dramatically up to that point, and then there's always a cap where your hardware or software will just you don't need to spend thousands, and it's yeah.
0: And I think less. even for us, because we uh, we used we just got these microphones that we're talking into separately here. Uh, we just replaced all of our microphones in the last month or two, yeah. maybe. Help me out, Jake. Too much, yeah. Uh, with all of these. And to us, it was a huge difference, right? Like we, we all noticed the audio quality jump immediately, but we were already using really nice microphones like that that would have been totally fine. We're just audio nuts and we wanted a better sounding podcast. And fortunately, there's five of us in our group. So there's no, we don't have to have one person trying to front everything all the time, which makes things Normally easier. Happens, though. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Don't attack me like that. Calling <laughs> <laughs> your
2: Shenanigans. Yeah,
0: Almost there's a ton broken. of really great software out there. YouTube has all the answers for you as far as like, how do I mix audio? And there's a lot of, if, I don't know if any of you ever heard of the audio software Reaper. It's $60 for a commercial license of the software, and it comes with everything you need to be able to mix audio. It's got equalizers, compressors, the Literally whole bit. everything. Yeah, and there's a ton of videos out there on the internet to teach you how to use them and what to listen for. And it will take time. You will not watch a two-hour video and go, I'm an audio genius right now. I worked in audio before I started my podcast, and it's only been about in the last four to five months that I really feel like we're nailing it on the audio quality of the show. So like, it will still take time, but find videos that you like, that you understand you can wrap your head around, and go back and revisit them every two or three months. Because you'll, you'll find that the more your ear develops, the better that you'll get, and then you'll go back and you'll listen to the same information and take so many new things out of it because you've just gotten that much better in that time. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, I usually save those videos in a playlist and I call them like education or something just so they're easier to find just later on. Beat it into your head. Oh yeah, beat it. <laughs> <laughs> the family friendly panel. I didn't mean it in that way, but was, then you reacted that way. So it became it was your reaction
0: camera. <laughs> this is all you okay, fair. <laughs> uh let's see here what else so i guess we can talk a little bit about about monetizing then we're moving really fast but the more time i I think we have for q a and ripping at the end is better monetization is the big daunting beast uh so here's the thing if you want to start a podcast you want to make money the first thing you need is a great podcast that people will actually listen to because you will not make money if no one's listening to your show focus on the content first on a shelf Uh, i listen The, uh, there is, however, there's a couple of really awesome tools that have come around in the last couple of years that make this part really easy. Uh, the first and the most obvious one that I'm sure all of you have seen all over the internet for the last few years is Patreon, right? Yeah. Uh, where you can directly just say, hey, this show that we're making, we spend hours and hours and hours on every single week, takes a lot of time and it's really hard. And if you like that, if you could even just support us for a dollar a month. Like, it's really helpful and people do it. Like they, they, they genuinely, I've, you know, people in 2019 really want to help support the, the things that we make and a lot of our patrons are actually here today, which is really fucking freaking cool. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I caught myself almost. Uh, so Patreon is really great. Uh, if you do live streams on Twitch or YouTube, they both have systems that once you've been doing it for yeah. a little bit, they can help actually, come in.
2: They yeah. have a, a new thing that's recently uh, come out. Um, it's been a little controversial, um, You're talking about sub-only? Sub-only yeah. streams. and Oh, yeah. But well, I think that's a really good idea. Now,
0: I think as long as you use it for the right thing. Yeah, yeah of course. It's not, yeah, it's, I, not, it's not a growth
1: tool. It's a
2: reward tool.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's always good to reward your audience. Um, I just know with that controversial thing, yeah, sub-only of, on Twitch, a lot of, you know, Twitch is mostly like video game live streams. Right. And a lot of those terms of services are you cannot be paid to provide the stream. right? And so that's where like, oh, there's a big contradiction right yeah. there. Yeah. But for a podcast like your own, that's fine.
0: Absolutely, yeah. and one of the cool things that I got really excited about, sub-only mode for Twitch, uh, which, ju- I mean, it seems, it seems self-explanatory just in case, is like a, a mode on Twitch now where you can come in and you can stream live only for the people who are actively paying you through Twitch to, to do that, right? Which for us, says that like, we put out our podcast once every two weeks, and every two weeks when we do that, we release a second half of the show. So our show, well, half is rough. Like
1: a post-show. Right, post it's, show. Po- it's a
0: post-show. So we, we have a 45-minute show, and then we do another 20 or 30 minutes that goes on our Patreon, and it's only for people who pay to support us. And so now with sub-only, twi- or sub-only streams on Twitch we could theoretically go back to streaming our show live and then just cut to sub only once we get to the post show and now people who are paying us can also watch us live if they want to and for me that was huge like it's another way that we can bring our content to the people who want to see it in one way or the other Yeah, and
2: I feel like it's one of those things people demonize monetization so much and it's like because people like Like, they want to do it because they're passionate about it, but then they're like, oh, they don't want to seem like they're just doing it for money and all these mental factors. Why do you need money? It's like, if you're putting (laughs) the work in, if you know you're providing value, don't be afraid to say, hey, I'm working really hard on this. I'm giving you value. This is
0: the. Yeah, and that was actually something that that we talked about a lot when we first started Bottom Shelf is that we launched day one, day and date with a Patreon page. And it wasn't because it was like, hey, we're here solely to make money. It was for several reasons, one of which was we don't want to do this for free for three years and then come bear, like, at knocking on at people's doors for money afterwards because that is an immediate, oh, well, you've been doing it for free this whole time. What changed? Right? Like, well, and that's, that's controversy, and I've seen it yeah. happen over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to set a standard and then change the standard halfway into the game. And the other part is that like, this stuff is hard, right? I mean, like, buy, buying microphones, buying video cameras, like, we There's have to spend a lot of well. our own money, yeah. even on a monthly basis, just to... like. Keep things moving and keep things going, and so you know we make uh, I don't know sixty seventy bucks a month mm-hmm, on you yeah. on Patreon right now, and see. that is like immensely. I mean, I bought this microphone that we're I'm talking into you right now. It's it's, it's a, huge.
2: Yeah. The stream is an investment on on both
0: ends, it's, right? And and it, I think if people can see that like the money that they are giving you is directly helping fund and go into. The quality of the content that they're receiving, that people tend to have an easier time with that as well.
1: Yeah, and there's also like a lot of work you put in outside of doing the live show or the recording session. Like you have to read your analytics. You have oh, to yeah. Like keep learning how to do stuff because sometimes algorithms change too, and you have to yep. learn to adjust oh, with that. The
0: a word, no. Uh, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> I, I remembered this well, was family Anka? friendly.
0: I no. shouldn't have said that. Oh yeah, Anka, that's uh, a better that's a better a word. <laughs> Anchor. That's a great a word. <laughs> Uh, has Solid anyone, segue. Has anyone ever heard of the, the podcast service Anchor.fm? Anyone at all? I keep pulling right. you. Don't, don't raise your hands. Yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so that is a problem, right? Anchor.fm is a relatively new podcast service that just came out, similar to Podbean, Libsyn, all of those where you, you upload your content to there and they push it out to the iTunes app, the Google Google Podcasts everywhere. app, everywhere that, that so you could want to listen to the podcasts, And they... For one, they just got bought by Spotify. So now they've got unlimited budget and their platform has gotten immensely better yeah. ever since they did that.
1: I and mean, that's a good case scenario.
0: Yeah. And, but the cool thing is, is that there's no monthly cost. It's completely free. So you don't have to pay them to use their service. And the bigger thing is that they actively try to sell advertisers for your show. From day one. From day one, the second that you sign up. And so we, we launched our, our new podcast 14 or 15 weeks ago for video games. And the very first episode, we had a, we had a sponsor. And we got we were sponsored for five or six weeks by the Black Tux, yeah. which was shout out to them. That was super cool. Um, so we we launched a brand new show with absolutely no fil- following, already technically making money, right? And it isn't a ton, but every dollar counts when you're a small creator on the internet, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I could atone to that because a lot of my spending money to get here to RTX is actually from donations from my viewers and Not listeners yet. and. Yeah, it, it's great because like sometimes like I'll make more than what I make at my normal job if people are very generous, and, but you know it's unpredictable. You can't always yeah. Go, you can't okay. rely on yeah, right. you, you can't rely on donations, but like that's why yeah. things like Patreon or yeah. uh, I forgot the word sponsors are very important. Yeah, sponsors is definitely key. Those are a yeah. little more consistent.
0: Well, and the cool thing about sponsors too is that and a lot and there's, there's people who they who get annoyed by them existing inevitably, right? But they are. that that is a source of financial stability that is coming in for you that your fans don't have to pay for. And if they really want to, they can just fast forward and skip through the ad, right? They don't actually have to listen to it, Yeah. Uh, which I definitely never do. I listen to every advertisement on every podcast that I listen to. I
1: I always listen to to Today and Awesome from Philip DeFranco.
0: Right, yeah. And I definitely Hmm. actually, in all honesty, definitely couldn't, I play back every single word of the Casper ad that I listen to on 18 different shows every single week. I have no idea what they say.
2: (laughs) I don't even know what Casper is.
0: But
1: how? He's a ghost. He's a (laughs) ghost.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do we want to cover anything else? Do you want to open up some questions? What uh,
2: what do you think? I just want to one more thing on on sponsors, because there are different types of sponsors, right? Yeah, sure. Because you've got your clicks per per view, you've got clicks per download, views per, um, per thousand, there's you're so many CPM. different types. Yes, your CPM. There's, all, there's so many different types of sponsors. There's loads out there. So don't be afraid to don't be afraid to reach out as well. Don't be afraid to reach out to sponsors because oh, yeah, if absolutely. you don't if you don't ask. Well, I mean, you so you don't don't ask, say team, no? Like,
0: all right, cool. Well, even for a channel our size, like just out of pure like dumb luck, uh, I started tweeting at DiGiorno on Twitter.
1: <laughs>
0: it's not delivery, it's They, they don't know what's coming. Uh, is, I just started tweeting at them one day because like, I noticed that their social media like, manager was real funny. He's always just posting ridiculous stuff. They're, they're always posting ridiculous stuff and they were, they're really good about responding to people. And then over the course of like, six months, I built a relationship with DiGiorno's social media manager. And then when we did our 24-hour Extra, live, or Extra Life live stream last year, they sent us pizza to eat for the whole stream, so <laughs> out of nowhere. Wow. And so it wasn't, like, they didn't send us money, but they sent us not having to buy food for our charity stream, right? And it's, it's, it's a fun story. And, like, our antics, if, if you yeah. search for both of our, we've sent some ridiculous things back and forth, and it's great. But, like, that's still support. That's still a company, like, publicly doing a thing for you, which is, I mean, just so beyond helpful and a huge, like, mental thing oh, when oh you're trying yeah. to stream, too. For sure. Which is huge when you're trying to go 24 hours without
2: a break. That's why you don't go 24 hours. You have people to hop in and out.
0: Yeah, that helps. Unless the, stream, unless the stream goes down every half an hour and then you have to stay up. Well. Hi, hello. <laughs> You're better internet. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. Um, I just heard you stop talking, so I assume oh, you had yeah, something to say. Uh, well, I, w- <laughs> I was also
1: going to say, like, um, a really good piece of advice I learned from Mr. Bernie Burns here at Rooster Teeth is try to get your content as many places as possible. Yeah. We were just talking it,
0: about that last night. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because uh, for me, mostly VitalCast, my podcast has been YouTube only. But the last couple months, I've been working on converting all 76 episodes to audio only. And that is an undertaking. I want to uh-huh. die. Um, <laughs> release me from this physical plane. Um, But I've been converting the episodes to audio only so I could send them to like iTunes, Spotify, and all of that because those are more places people could just accidentally bump into your content. Or there are people in my audience who are like, "Hey, I would love to listen to this in the car on the way to work," you know? if They can't make it live or want to watch the YouTube video in the background while they're, yeah. Well, I mean,
0: there's some people. We we make a video podcast, right? And there's nothing. There's nothing much to see. We have, you know, we have we have a podcast set and it's pretty. And like I do I do the do the best I can to make it look like really high quality every week. But at the most part, it's just three dudes sitting around a table or four dudes sitting around a table. It's not much to look at. But if people actively consume content on YouTube and don't want to stare at a still image for two hours while you talk a, about terrible things, uh, it gives them something to watch, right? And now they're consuming yeah. content in the place and they where the they're reactions. going. You
1: can see the reactions. You can see the right. Um, or those sick dabs that the audience request. Yeah,
0: that's There will be no, no. dabbing.
1: I, I it's. It, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I uh, like this. Just. <laughs> hey Jake, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: an old joke. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. yeah, do you want to do questions? Sure.
2: Absolutely. Do we have a microphone? Uh, yeah, we right do. there.
0: Hey, so if, uh, if any of you actually have questions, feel free to come over and ask them. Otherwise, we'll just make fun of each other for the next half hour, I guess. I mean, I make fun of you anyway. Uh, but please, have questions.
1: Come like, talk to us. Like David, how many, how many strings are still holding that strap up to your dress? <laughs>
0: <laughs> not enough.
1: Or too too many. many. It too not many, many is the answer <laughs> there. I guess who, who you are, it's too, too many or too less. You in the nice shirt. Oh, thank you. Uh, Um,
0: So have you uh, signed like NDAs with any of your uh, sponsors at all? Absolutely not. I don't sign my name on anything. Okay. Fantastic. You
1: uh,
0: That part's uh, a joke. But no, we haven't had to sign anything. So they actually had a pretty solid CPM, if I remember right. Um, CPM, for those of you who don't know, is cost per... The M means something, but or it's like thousands. Uh, I don't remember what the actual word is, but it means thousands, right? And so they say, like, we'll pay you X amount of money for every thousand impressions that you get in your podcast. And I want to say this was like 20 or 30 bucks, which is actually pretty high comparative to a lot of them. I think the average is like 14. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, even with a even with podcast as small as ours, we still made a couple bucks off of it at least. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good question. Yeah. related to the previous one. Do you have any experience with a sponsor that you ended up taking? and what was that course of action afterwards? Uh, well, first off, what's your name? Dawson. Dawson, nice to meet you. Uh, we haven't, as far as I know, we've only had a few. Uh, DiGiorno was the was the cool one because it was very, yeah. it was very obnoxious in public. Uh, we've worked with uh, sweat or er, sweat spreadshop, spread shop, Yeah. <laughs> Who are they? Uh, Who gave us money? Yeah, no kidding. Um, the Black Tux and a couple other ones. Uh, and they've all been pretty easy. I mean, an- honestly, Anchor does a lot of the work for you. Yeah. And so like, I didn't even have to talk to somebody from the Black Tux about the business stuff. They just kind yeah. of like, popped into our inbox and said, hey, we want to support your show. Read this ad and we'll pay you. Like, we didn't yeah. have to go back and forth and negotiate. It was like just, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is totally fine.
2: But if you're uncomfortable with it and you feel like, yeah, I don't believe in this sponsor. I don't believe in this ad. You don't have to.
0: Yeah, you never have to. And there's actually a, one of the really cool things about Anchor is that you can pre-record the ad and like punch it in wherever you want to. And so I could actually sit there instead of doing a live read in the middle of the podcast, uh, I could splice it in. sit alone in my room with a microphone, record it line by line, edit it really nice, put some music behind it to make it less boring and like actually make sure that everything was as it was supposed to be. And then that same ad just ran every week before our show which is super helpful.
2: Then you can splice it instead of just being a, a random tangent just in there.
0: Right. So. Absolutely. appreciate <laughs> it. Anytime. Cost per meal. Is that there what it is? <laughs>
2: you know what? How much is DiGiorno pizza?
0: Yeah. Uh, cost per DiGiorno. Uh, my name is, uh,
2: Logan, Hello Logan. I on
1: is Yeah.
0: all the time Uh, i don't sleep (laughs) Uh, i'm lucky to get three or four hours of sleep on a night especially with the podcast is supposed to come out uh for us it's a little harder because we don't we all meet in person to do our podcast and i like alex uh the one of our hosts who's not here has to drive two hours i drive an hour and a half from work to get there and pick up jake on the way wherever he went oh and um so like, it's, it's, it's a little bit, there's, there's a lot more scheduling for us. We have to like all try to get in the same place. And sometimes, like I said earlier, our show comes out every other Friday at 10 a.m. And sometimes we are recording Thursday night at 11. And that means that we have to do the whole two-hour show after I drive 45 minutes to an hour and a half there, 45 minutes home after that, and then cut the two-hour podcast, bounce it, upload it to YouTube, title it, thumbnail. I mean, I have to get everything done before I go to sleep, which yeah. is sometimes at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it can, it can be a lot of work, but it is as much work I think as what you want to make. Yeah,
2: it. And like I said, that's, that's for your situation. Right. It depends on what type of podcast you do. If it's like, um, a one-on-one interview, like if it's over discord or Skype, those things are a lot more, a lot easier to regulate, a lot sure. easier to uh, schedule. So you can plan, you can plan that throughout the week. Then you say, like, yeah. Hey, like yeah. the day before, and then like, Make sure you've got all your questions yeah, ready. I, it's a constant process. It's quiz, yeah, that's for, more what you do, right? Yeah, that, that is. It doesn't actually. Stop.
1: Very much vital cast. For vital cast, um, a lot of it is, I if I'm lucky, I get enough requests on a specific person as a guest, and then I spend a lot of time trying to get their attention, <laughs> talking to them, getting to know them, being like, be "Hey, do you do you want to be on a vital cast?" And they're like, "Sure," and then and then it's all just trying to like manage. Us to be on Discord at the same time and hope the internet connection is good. Um, so I, I spend about five to six hours a week, which makes me feel really bad for you. <laughs> um, but I'm I also asked for it. It's okay. Yeah, but but I, I also throw in some like other researching time, but that's usually stuff I'd be doing anyways. So it's mm. like might as well kill tubers with one stone and use that for Vitalcast. Sure. So I don't necessarily count that as Vitalcast work time.
0: Yeah, and I think there's, uh, there's two podcasts. I don't know if any, of you guys, if any of you guys listen to either Critical Role or The Adventure Zone.
1: I cosplayed The Critical yeah, Role there there last go. week.
0: Nerds Unite. I like it. Uh, those are two very similar shows done completely differently, right? Uh, Critical Role is live streamed on Twitch, and when it's done, they chop off the ends and upload it to YouTube. That's it. That's the whole thing. They just pull the audio and the video right off the stream. Versus The Adventure Zone, uh, the McElroys do a Skype call, you know, once every other week. And then Griffin spends five hours at writing, at writing music uh, and inserting that in, cutting out everyone, like all the table talk, looking up the rules, all the, every time someone says, uh, like he like, really microprocesses that down into a 45 minute show. And that's a huge job if you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons before. Uh, and so those are, the, those are the two podcasts that at the end user are very similar, but done completely differently, right? Does that help? welcome. <laughs> Hello. My name's Kayden. Welcome, um, Kayden. I was kind of curious as to get your advice on uh, if you have uh, an audio podcast you want to upload to
1: YouTube. Um, a blank screen is very boring. So what? What would be like if, if you were doing it? What would you
2: do? I mean, so I you so you place? started with you started with audio.
0: Yes, I, I don't want to keep talking, but I can answer this one pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of different things you can do. I'm actually right now uh, this, we were just talking about the Adventure Zone being an audio-only podcast. Uh, Bottom Shelf is actually working on putting together our Dungeons & Dragons show at the, at the time, and it's going to be much more in the vein of the Adventure Zone, probably, in that it's going to be heavily edited. And because of that, we're not doing video. Uh, what I did that I think is hopefully going to work out well is I found, this, uh, I found an audio visualizer plugin for Final Cut Pro, which I don't actually use Final Cut, but if you want, if you want cool plugins, that's kind of the software you have to use, uh, but it just like creates a bunch of shapes in the screen that all react to the audio that you upload to it. Uh, I think that's going to be yeah. a decent way to solve it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a plugin it's by Pixel Film Studios, I want to say. It's like 40 bucks. It was like super affordable. Um, One thing I would recommend that might be 40 bucks, maybe a little bit more, but I would find a graphic artist that could do like a moving visual for you that's just like what would normally be a still image but has a little bit of life of it. Yeah, And then maybe throw that visualizer on top of it so it has a little bit more life. Yeah,
0: and there's a bunch of stuff that you can find uh, to do that as well, also for Final Cut, where it's just like pre-rendered, Honestly, if you, if you type any effect that you want to in on YouTube and then add the word green screen behind it, yeah. there's, there's a ton of, like, yep. just particle effects and pixels and things that you can put to just make the image move a little bit so it's not quite so boring. All that kind of stuff helps, for sure. Absolutely.
2: Oh, oh you could commission people. There are people yeah. that you can commission that do specifically things like that.
0: That's what we do for all of our stuff, yeah. All yeah. of our intro slates and outro stuff, I yeah. commissioned a, a friend of mine who's... Yeah. Really good and stupid cheap. And you can just search
2: <laughs> commissions open on Twitter and you'll find it.
0: Yeah. Hello. Hello. Um, so uh, what would be like some nice little tips and tricks you would say to like building your brand as a podcast? Ooh. Uh, How about you start on this one? I know this is, this is something yeah. very important to you. Well. And I'll interject. I'll
2: right. Well, the first thing is like, you need to think, why do I want to do a podcast? Do I want to do it to get my voice out? Do I want to get it? What's the uh, theme of the podcast? The brand building is I'd say key at the start but don't don't drown yourself in it because you'll get your mind will explode it will you just feel like you want to die uh, it's it's one of those processes it can take a while um, but once, once you find it it will just click and with myself my um, my whole uh, source of content is mindset and getting into a positive mindset and a healthy positive mindset not Toxic positive crap. Yeah. But so, what I could say, I'd advise, you to sit down for a couple of ideas, a couple of, a couple of hours. If you have any ideas that come into your head throughout your day or where it is, write it down. Um, these sorts of things, because I've started writing things down the last couple of months and making them happen. It helps it stick to you. Yeah. You, like you remember Think, it a lot like, more. Yeah. Because if you write it down, you have it in a book because it will just go on my mind. I'll eat pasta later and be like, what was I thinking about? And it would just, <laughs> it would just fall out. So take some time to, for just yourself and think about what you want to do and what message you want to get across.
0: Uh, something yeah. I picked up really recently, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Matt Koval at all. He's a he's a Dungeons and, & Dungeons and Dragons creator. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, and I watched something the other day that was very specifically about creating memorable NPCs in D&D and like what it was that does that. And he drew... A lot of it, a lot of the questions people were asking were drawn to these very specific characters from different D and D shows, and um, one of the things that he touched on as far as like building a character that people like and can remember is doing like, like finding the thing that you want to do, and not being afraid to go all in on it. Yeah. And so like uh, I'm sure everyone in here at some point has come into contact with a shirtless Greg Miller. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and a single man in this uh, or a single person in this entire building that hasn't seen him topless at some point or another. But that's part of Greg, right? Yeah. He's the loud, obnoxious like he's gonna, when he walks into a room, I, you know that he walks yeah. into a room. And so uh, you can it's really hard sometimes to kind of break out of that shell and be like, this is the character that I want to be. I'm gonna be it relentlessly and ruthlessly and like the people who connect with that are gonna stay around and like or be on the other side of like, oh, this is kind of what I want to do, but I don't know how people will take it. Like, I think if there's one big piece of advice that I could give you is find that thing that you you passionately want to do and just ruthlessly do that. Double down on it
2: and as hard as it is, don't let like, if someone's like judging you on it, just say, well, it's my thing, go away.
0: And understand it's <laughs> probably going to be bad for a long time, right? Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's yeah. going to take time to refine that thing that you are unapolog- or unapologetically and ruthlessly doing is going to be cringy as crap the first few times that you do it. Yeah, you're going to have growing um, pains. Yeah, and yeah, even even for me, uh, over the last course of course, the last 54 episodes of our show that we've done, I've been like trying to refine and tweak like how I wanted to host the show, right? And I think for like the first time, this last episode that we did, I like ran through the whole intro, and one of my co-hosts looked at me and goes. Was that new? That was cool. Like, I, I that. like that. Yeah, I've been working on this for two years. <laughs> Does that help? Yeah, yeah thank you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, howdy. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hi. <Jeez. laughs> Will you okay. pipe down? Okay. <laughs> uh, sure. Do it. Amazing, that's brilliant. Why don't I so have this? so Yeah, much do it. Money. Why are you yeah. here? <laughs> go make your podcast 100%.
1: 100%.
0: Yeah, so so many people get caught up on not knowing how to start. If there's a resource like that that you can get to that you can just like sign out a room that has everything you need, go make your podcast, you, leave yeah. RTX, go make your podcast. Yeah. Do, the yeah. do it. I'm just kidding, stay and have a good time, but seriously, yeah. like, yes, yeah. absolutely use that resource. It saves you a lot of money at the beginning. Oh, yeah, really that's
1: heavy, uh, so much. The education. Yeah, yeah especially yeah, to, if,
0: there's, if there's, like, if you said doing your friends, right? So, it's, I mean, two, three, four, like, however many people that is, like, that just amplifies the amount of cost it takes to get the, like, equipment to start doing it. So, if you have all that freely available to you, use it.
2: Do it. If you got the resources, use it.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Can we clap for people, like, making questions? Like, I just, Into the algorithm thing again, aren't we? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It is. So, on the the back end, when you're in your editing and
1: post production, is there a feature structure that you look at and sort of model? You guys want to jump in this one? Um, I was going to say, with YouTube, in the last year especially, it's been changing a lot. So, it's like the minute you get adjusted, you have to readjust again. And it's really hard to find, like, exactly what's going to help improve stuff because a lot of the resources are years behind on letting yeah. it come out. And YouTube, I
0: think, is trying to get better as far as, like, they're trying to tell people <laughs> they when try. they're making changes. Like, by their, yeah, you their have a YouTube you creator monthly uh, email. Yeah. Yeah. They've started, like, making YouTube videos like, for, like, their own branded YouTube account that's trying to say, like, hey, here are the things that we're changing. But in order to know what they're changing, you kind of had to have known what it was before, too, which is hard. Mm. You can find a lot of like things not to do, like don't swear in the first thirty seconds of your YouTube video, because that'll ding you if you do. Yep. Um, I know. I use a an app called T- uh, TubeBuddy, Buddy, I think, to help. Yeah, because they they'll tell you like, hey, you've you, know, you had this word in your description, but you didn't type it, or you didn't type it in the title and the tags, right? Like they want you to like triple down on everything. There's a lot of really tiny stuff like that that is really kind of hard to wrap your head around because it changes so much and you never know what's good. Um, I think the biggest things to focus on are having a good thumbnail because if people see your thumbnail and it's not good, they won't click on it, right? Uh, I think that's probably the most important thing. And then, yeah, just trying to dive into as much as those those little, like, how to trick YouTube into showing your video to people when they're when they're looking for and it
2: keywords in yeah the, in your title like
0: right. don't if you even if you make content that's just like markiplier don't put markiplier in your tags because people will search for markiplier and, and not click on your video it. and when they don't click on your video it deranks it so it's yeah. it's tricky uh but it's yeah it's worth looking into at least
1: yeah well i was also going to say like if you put markiplier in your tags and someone sees you when they look up markiplier they're going to remember you but not in the way you want to be remembered sure. yeah so I've seen that when I look up myself and I see other people. Yeah, and I <laughs> yeah. think
0: anything that you can do to talk about anything relevant at all on your show, uh, because that gives you access to relevant things for your thumbnail, relevant things for your title as well, that super helps. I think all of our most watched videos on Bottom Shelf ones are on Bottom Shelf where it happened to be, like we did a Black Panther review and we managed to get that out the day, like the morning after the movie came out. And so that one like ended up with several hundred views, more than our normal shows do. And uh, I think the next one after that was like we had me and a friend of mine talked about Star Wars conspiracies between uh, Ray and Kylo Ren right after Star Wars Eight came out, and that one picked up because of the thumbnail and the title. So, anything you can do relevant is helps a lot. What's that? How about beat sheet? I don't know. Uh, Borrowed from screenwriting and television writing, where certain things are supposed to happen at certain times. Oh, yeah, yeah, like like hitting certain beats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes and no. I think that helps you more on the content creating side as more that does being found on YouTube. I know that uh, for our show, I try we we try to do like the first half of it and just kind of riff off the yeah. cuff and do what we do, and then I'll I'll try to have backup like segments that we can do that I try to hit at the halfway point, point. and I think that helps everyone else know like oh hey we're halfway done right, yeah. uh, and so that can help with the feel of the show and kind of keeping things on track. I, I
2: guess, I guess sure. it depends on what type of show you're going for as well because like ours it's. It's rough, We've got a rough idea, We've got a rough idea of what to talk about, what's going on, but it's mostly rift. And right. then, but if it's something more, yeah,
1: this might more be area, a good one then. for you you right And actually, um, for me, when it comes to like doing the beat and all that, I find it a lot easier in doing something that's like pre recorded. Um, whereas my stuff is all live, so that's a little harder to do. You just have to have like your bullet list and then know how you're going to lead from one bullet to another. Yeah. So when you're, leaving, like, one territory of conversation, know how to say and... Uh, how to transition how from... How to transition, e to and basically. And uh, for me, I started adding, like, a Spitfire question segment to my show every now and then where I came up with, like, crack joke jokes about last week's episode. I'm <laughs> like, all right, here's all these jokes. They're not actually about the show, but they're related to the show. And it just... It, it makes for a fun little segment, and I usually put that... W- Near the middle, so it's like things are starting to die down and it just revamps up the energy. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Welcome,
0: yeah, clap. Nice beer. I think that vastly depends on the type of show, too. Um, I think for, like, for Bottom shelf Podcast, it's a lot easier now because we've been doing it so long, and our show is, let's sit down and make inappropriate jokes and make fun of each other for 45 minutes and tell stories, right? Yeah. So, like, the hard part was getting everyone in the groove of, we show up every Tuesday night or whatever that is, and we record the show, and it comes out on Friday. But that's... Very specific to what we do.
1: Yeah, uh, for me, I'm always going through the roller coaster of emotions of like, all right, this is going great, we're we're you know things are easy, and then I have my moments where I'm like, this sucks, it's gonna end, and like it, it's very tough. You just know when like things dip down, like let's say your viewership takes a huge hit for whatever reason. Tough it out, try to like learn to adapt and survive. Like for me, that's basically just learning. It. What
2: back rails it.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah, bear grills it. You know, learn when you have to drink your own piss. And um, (laughs) pretty much, you know, um, for for me, I found out like, okay, I know the hot times of the season to have a vital cast uh, or like a Ruby themed podcast, and when definitely not to have it um, because, like they said, YouTube and some algorithms they'll downvote you, and it's like, hey, if you know there's a certain time of the year where your views will not do well, it might be good to just. Take a break and not do it until it's the time where podcast And then podcast plan what doing.
2: you want to do ahead. It's like um, yeah. th- any sort of creation in uh, whether it's YouTube, Twitch, or anything, around summer especially, that's when a lot of viewerships uh, take a hit. As, yeah. as just as an example because people
1: are on some holidays, they're here. They're, you know, they're at watching. RTX and they won't watch your live stream while waiting in a line even though it's the perfect time to do so. <laughs> 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 they're too busy making friends and memories. How could they? Yeah. What is, this, yeah. what is this, socializing? What is this? Uh, Does that help?
0: Yeah, by of time, so, yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, I've been a voice actor for many years. Jealous. I've, 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 I <laughs> but, uh, I've seen uh, a lot of, like, really weird kind of uh, solutions, like, creative solutions for uh, soundproofing and whatnot. Like, I've seen, like, cardboard egg cartons. Yeah. This is one of my favorite questions. I'm leaving this for you. Uh, So I've actually been an audio engineer for a a long time. I don't know. It's longer than I like to admit because I'm not good enough for as long as I've been doing it. But uh, this is like one of those topics that just gets so 50-50 on the Internet. Like everyone's like, no, you have to buy real soundproofing and put it up. And it's just not true. It's pretty. Like this like the sound absorption panels that are really expensive that you can get it from guitar center, sweetwater, that whole thing are really pretty and they help like with the aesthetic of the room. They're not necessary for for a good sound. Uh we just actually this last week we just installed, we've been recording our podcast in a basement for the last six months. All cement floor, cement walls, everything. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, and thankfully, like we have a really good audio setup, so I've been able to mostly work around it without it sounding like a garbly mess. But it's been challenging. And so we like literally just bought these like thirty dollar like, like room divider curtains, and those killed the sound in that room by like eighty percent. It's absolutely insane. It was sixty bucks, I think, and like they actually look really nice. So we've got them hanging out on the edge of our camera now because it just kind of helps it look more like a real room rather because we do a green screen for the whole thing. Uh, so that's been like been huge. But I mean, anything you can find. The real goal for sound absorption is to stop the audio from being able to hit the wall and come back to you. Right. And so if you can get whatever you're going to put a couple feet off the wall, it's just that much better.
1: Um, I know some people like to use socks. Yeah. Put socks on top of their microphones. When I, yeah, I I used to work at a music studio for a year and we would use socks every now and then. Yep. Uh, Of course, we had an abundance of like the soundproofing foam. Uh, We used carpet a lot as well. We would just take up crappy carpet, put it up on yep. walls. So you can find like the old seventies, like shag carpets. Yeah, th- that's exactly yeah. those, yeah. Both, yeah, much.
0: those yeah. both. Those both look really cool, and they are amazing yeah, for killing sound. Because
1: back in the seventies, they put like whack colors on their carpet, and, and they're, they're like, all super right. thick. Yeah, like
0: it's it's good stuff. Oh yeah. Also, and this is like if you get to a point where like you really want to invest some money into what you're doing, these microphones are called the Shure SM7. They're about four hundred bucks a piece, but they actually have. The, the capsule inside the microphone is suspended in there like with a shock mount and then it has a pop filter built in and it comes with the pop guard on the outside. And so I can get like right up on top of this thing and talk into it and my voice will get louder but it won't be like awful and hard to listen to. Mm-hmm. It's
1: one Still of the creamy. best
0: microphones ever created. It's insane. Anytime, yeah. Thank you. Anytime, oh, yeah. All right, we got about six minutes, but there's only three of you, so I think we, I think we can do this. Well, two of you. Hi, <laughs> oh, Jake. Uh, all right. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you have the difficulty with moving your podcast to an audio-only format. Like, what's some of the process involved with that beyond just ripping the audio?
1: Well, there's like cutting out the ums. Every now and then, uh, having like long periods of silence where you're like, "Man, we're both tired, and we should probably cut these thirty seconds out." But also, like, maybe someone says something, and like you're not sure you want to keep that in or not, ben. or like, like for moments like when someone's trying to talk over someone else, and you're like, "Okay." This person's really trying to get their thing. They're both not able to communicate what they're trying to say because they're both interrupting each other and stopping and going over again. Uh, and there's just like the length; it's time-consuming. So yeah, I
0: think there's a there's a really a shocking difference between if you are a video-only podcast, you can get away with a lot less editing because people are watching you too. And yeah. so, like being visually, I have like having like that, that visual stimulation to go along with the audio they're hearing helps with like. People can say, um, more, yeah. and it doesn't bother them as much because they're focusing on yeah. watching the thing. Versus if they're driving down the car or driving down on the road and all they're doing is listening, about the third time someone goes, uh, yeah. you're like, okay, what else can I listen to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm over this right now. That's, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you're actually going through and on, on doing the edits for that.
1: It's very time-consuming. Oh, yeah, It's really hard for me because I'm a video editor person, so to have the lack of visuals just makes it, so much harder to pay attention to as well so. yeah i think a lot of the
0: fight is uh finding a tool like libsyn or anchor is a just look into anchor.fm that is a, that is such a huge tool that helps with so many things uh but it's just wrapping your head around the rss feed and how all like the technical side of things work is probably the biggest thing uh, we do now i actually edit our audio first and then apply it to the video but we got We've been doing this for two years now. We've done 54 episodes. We've gotten a lot better at not talking over each other and trying to keep the walls to a minimum. So, some of that just takes practice as well. All right, thank you. Absolutely. Mm Sirs, madam. (laughs) (laughs) Practice. A lot of practice. Um, A lot of practice. Uh, At the very beginning, we started with four people and very quickly realized that, like, four people was too much for us. And we backed it down to three people. And then after, like, we did a lot of practice, we started getting to that point where, like, hey, I think a fourth person makes a lot of sense for us again. So I think it's very personal. I mean, I've seen, like, uh, good Lord, they have, like, seven people on off-topic some weeks, right? And, like, it gets ridiculous, but if you're, I mean, especially if you're watching, it's not usually way too much. Uh, so I think it's about finding your own personal lines. It depends how you react with those people as well. It depends on the people you have actually on the podcast
2: itself. Yeah, how, absolutely. Yeah. How you bounce off of each other. And if you can bounce off and off each other fast enough, then...
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think or that learning to fun. kill the lulls is, is definitely it's like, kept. it's just finding that sweet spot for how many people. Because sometimes once you get used to each other and kind of how the whole thing goes, I mean, we've had episodes okay. that accidentally went two hours long instead of 45 because we just we, we had bad. a lot to say that week, right?
1: Yeah, um, for me, for my podcast, I figured three is the max number it could handle because I had an episode back in December where we had four people and it was like garbage chaos (laughs) because we had like two conversations happening at the same time. And if you're trying to have people listen, you don't want two conversations happening at the same time. But my podcast is usually me and then bringing on other people. So for them, it makes sense to have like a higher number. They could be able to handle that. But whereas mine, it's like I'm the only one who's used to doing what's happening.
0: Well, over Discord, too, I'm sure that's got to be a lot harder because you, you don't have like facial
1: animations to play off of oh, a lot of the time either. Um, actually, well, we do a video chat, but this episode was actually... All four people in person on a couch. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So there's like four, th- two conversations going on, and I'm sitting in the middle. I'm just staring at the camera like, someone shoot me, please.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just feel it out because it can definitely change. Uh, yeah. I, I think we ebb and flow a lot as far as like what feels comfortable for people. And I think a lot of that was just, like I said, getting used to talking to each other, filling lulls, and like just feeling out how the whole podcast structure could go. Because we did, I think, maybe. Th- two podcasts at the very beginning with four people and went, this is way too much, we can't do this. And then the next 26, we're probably three, like hard limit, no more, no less. Uh, but we've, we've grown back out of it again. So I think, yeah, just try it out, see how it feels and figure out what works best for you. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, right. Absolutely. We're out of time. Um, Perfect. Well, uh, I think we're out of time, yeah? You're right? Time. Beautiful. So, Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> Uh hello str hello, stranger. Yeah, uh Jake Bob and Shelf Games. Um <laughs> talked about cheap audio solutions. Yeah. How a twenty dollar microphone does perfectly well in the beginning. Uh can you talk about cheap video solutions? Because I think getting a video podcast off the ground is daunting because a camera is five hundred dollars. If you already smart have a smartphone, be careful because I will say smartphones are incredibly useful, but if you don't have a way to pipe the audio directly into your phone, it uses a thing called flexible frame rate. And so when you try to pipe this into like Premiere Pro, it'll totally unsync whatever you've done. So be careful about that. But there is an HD camera in almost every smartphone that exists on the planet today.
1: Good USB, or, or you could have your audio and your visual recorded on separate things and do a audio sync. Yes, but yes. You,
0: you, actually, you absolutely do. I'm the the problem yeah. with doing that with a phone is that it doesn't have a hard twenty-four per second frame rate. It changes. That's what so even if you sync it up. Yeah. yeah. You could
1: you could always find a good third party app. I like to use a app called Procam on the iPhone. You could find it in the Apple store. And there's other great apps out there that'll give you a lot of tools for your camera.
2: Another really great one I know you were yeah. just supposed to say yeah. is the Logitech. Logitech C920 that is one. a solid uh, USB mic. At um, USB webcam. 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 Yeah, yeah, it's about a,
0: it's about a hundred bucks.
1: And but I think even I think kind of
0: funny yeah, used look, one of those for like, like, like the first two years that they were doing the game of Greggy show. Yeah.
1: Funhouse is still doing it, and it's what I use for mine. Yeah, it's super solid. It's I think about a hundred bucks or so. No, it's not even a hundred bucks. Is it down? It's I, uh, I bought mine for sixty five, and I believe it's down since then. Awesome. There you go. Well, hey, thank you so much for everybody for coming. <laughs> you guys were awesome.
0: Yeah. Boom! Nailed it. Uh, I'll we'll be handing that outside. If you want to talk or chat or anything.